have today a very special guest today, someone who you, who has always stood out to me as an amazing actor um, from when I first seen him in Goodfellas, and I didn't know him at the time, I was I said, this guy is going to really be a, an, an amazing actor. And when I got to know Tony Darrow, um, not only is he a great friend, but he it's just an honor to have him. And we've worked on three projects together, and it's so great to have him in Gravesend. I'm sure you and Tommy, you, you could give your look on, on what you think of Tony Darrow. Well, also, the very first time that I also saw you was on uh, Goodfellas. And I thought your part was amazing. Somebody that came in, you know, weren't one of the tough guys, but yet came in there and said what you had to say. And it just, it blended really, really good. And I, I liked the whole, you know, the whole bit. It was just, it was really good. Well, the funny thing is with that, is I wrote all my scenes. Okay. Every one of my scenes I wrote. And uh, Scorsese just seemed to like me, you know. Uh, what happened was I was appearing in Atlantic City performing and I was headlining. I had my name on, on the highway with the uh, billboards and, you know, it was really great in the elevators and the hotels and, and here I am a headliner and they're looking for me. Uh, Scorsese's people are looking for me because they saw me in a film called Street Trash, okay. which was a horror film that won a lot of awards, special effects awards. And it was the first film I did. So Louis Solomon calls me up. I'm at the Claridge Hotel. I'm doing two shows a night, six nights a week. And I do like an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes each show. And I'm in a routine. you got to run on the boardwalk every day to keep your, your, your breathing going. And I sang it, though. At that time, I didn't do comedy. And uh, all of a sudden, I get a call from Lee Solomon about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm just going to go take a nap. And he said, they want to see you tomorrow at the Warner Brothers, the Rockefeller Center. And I said, who wants to see me? He says, Martin Scorsese. Now, this is going to sound stupid now, but I really didn't know who he was. <laughs> you know, I'm nightclubs. Wow. You know, I know who the entertainment director is at Caesars. I know who your daughter is. I know I know when to send Christmas cards. I don't know, like Martin Scorsese, you know, what, what does he do, really? You know, and then all of a sudden I started remembering him. He's a director. And so uh, before the acting, you were a singer. I was a singer, and uh, I did shtick. I always did comedy. Gotcha. That's why I do comedy now. I would like uh, feelings, nothing more than feelings. Excuse me, so am I keeping you up? Would you like a blanket and a pillow? <laughs> oh, you enjoying yourself here? Tell your face about it, because you're scaring the shit out of me. <laughs> you know, that's the way I would. Then I go back to the song. That's gotcha. the way I worked all the time. And it worked. In fact, uh, or I'm getting ahead of myself. But anyway, uh... He said, yeah, you got to come in and you got to audition for this movie, Goodfellas. He said, uh, I'm, uh, I already sent the script to the office at the Claridge Hotel. He said, you got about five lines, seven lines they wanted you to read for this audition. So I go, I'm not coming in. How am I going to get in there? I got to drive all the way. No, no, no. You take the Trump helicopter, you land on, on 11th Avenue on the water there, and then you take a cab to Warner Brothers. Really? Yeah. So I take the Trump helicopter and I go. And I'm really pissed. And I don't need the money. I'm making a lot of money in, in Atlantic City. So I get in the cab and I go there and I walk in and I see this palatial office. My heart starts to pump a little bit. Like I said, this is pretty exciting. And as I'm saying that, 
what's her name? Jennifer Gray from Dirty Dancing. Yeah. She was reading for Lorraine Brockett's part. Oh, wow. She didn't get it, of course, but she read for it. And uh, I said, that's that kid to myself from Dirty Dancing. I said, wow, this must be really important, you know? So now Martin Scorsese walks out. Now I call him Marty. He's my buddy, you know? <laughs> now, uh, he walks out with, uh, with Ellen Lewis, the casting person. And uh, she says, Tony Darrow, says, this is Martin Scorsese. Now, when you don't need the money and you're not hungry, you're different. If I was starving and I, oh, God, I got to get this job, you get all cotton, cotton mouth, right, you can't right. talk, you know. Nervous. Nervous. And I wasn't nervous at all because I didn't want to be there. Yeah, and I'm great. making big money in Atlantic City, and I don't think I'm going to get this piece of shit anyway. I didn't know what it was, right? So she says, say hello to Martin uh, Scorsese. He sticks out his hand, and I swear, you could curse, right? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So he sticks out his hand. I go, don't give me your fucking hand, you cocksucker. I don't get this role. You and the brother going out the window. You know where the fuck I had to come from? <laughs> I swear, I got a big article. I got a, whole, a newspaper article, the Daily News. So he goes like this. That's crazy. And my whole life passed in front of me. I said, you idiot, you blew it. This is not nightclubs. And all of a sudden, he goes like this. Jesus Christ, this is what I'm looking for. He says, everybody comes up here. They can't talk. They can't do this. They can't. He says, you're a fucking natural. Right? Now, he don't go behind his desk. Like it's because you were so relaxed. Right. He don't go behind his desk. He sits over there. And he sits. I mean, he don't go sit over there. He sits next to me. And he's slapping me on the leg. And I'm going, wow. He said, uh, so what What else have you done besides street trash? I go, what do you mean, what else? I didn't do nothing. I don't know. I never did a movie before. Just that street trash. I did a friend of mine a favor. He said, you don't have to read. You're going to be Sonny Bamboo. At that time, it was Sonny Bamboo, oh. the Bamboo Lounge, uh -huh. which I got another story about because I worked the Bamboo Lounge 30 years ago before that. You got cast on the spot. I got on cast the spot. Around. No waiting for the phone call. Nothing. No Right. That is. Right. So that's uh, amazing. He says, you're going to be Sonny uh, Bamboo. Now, Sonny Bamboo was Paulie Vario's brother in law, the, you know, the, the Don of the Lucchese family. Yeah. Okay. And Paulie didn't like Sonny Bamboo, even though it was his brother in law, but she slapped his sister. And it was just a matter of time before, the, before they dug a hole for him. But at that time, Sonny said, I don't want him to use Sonny Bamboo. That's my name. I don't want it. You know, it was his nickname, but he didn't want it. So they changed it to Sonny Buns, right? Okay. And 30 years before that, no, not 30 years, uh, five, six years before that, I worked the Bamboo Lounge. I sang there. Wow. The Bamboo I, Lounge was in Canarsie. Where it was, was it? It was on, uh, on, uh, uh, in Canarsie, on, uh, on Rockaway okay. Parkway. All right, yeah. Uh, and right near the Bell Parkway, about four blocks off the Bell Parkway. So... Uh, so Marty says, you got the part. Uh, and then they changed my name from Sonny Bamboo to Sonny Buns. So now I go back to Atlantic City and I'm doing my show. And I look in the paper, I see De Niro's cast for this, Paul Sorvino's cast for this, Ray Liotta's cast for this, Joe Pesci. I don't see my name. Me, fucking idiot. I think I'm supposed to be in a newspaper. I never did a fucking movie <laughs> in my life, right? right? So I call up Lee Solomon. I don't want to do this movie. He says, what? Where's my name? I got names all over, all over Atlantic City. My name is not in the paper. Tony, it's your second fucking movie, he said. <laughs> you know, the first movie was a shit movie. It wasn't even, a, you know, it wasn't a studio movie. This is a big time thing. You got to do it. I don't want to do it, I said. I, my name has got to be in the paper. 
you're doing this movie. He yelled at me, right? <laughs> so sure enough, that's how that started. Now, Marty just loved me. For some reason, he really liked me. So, like, remember the scene when I'm sitting there like this, my tie is open, and De Niro and Leota and Pesci are behind me, and the, the, the lawyer's there, and I'm in my office. And uh, we rehearsed this. Uh, and it's all lines. They got lines. Like, I sit there like this. And they're supposed to say, well, yeah, what are you moaning for? We got to get the fuck out of here. You know, sign the paper before I crack you in the mouth, whatever the lines were. So I'm sitting here and I'm going, these bastards are raping me. They're taking my fucking living away, my livelihood. So Marty says, action. I went, what a fucking shame. He said, cut, that's it. That's it, yeah. So De Niro, I don't know him. He goes, Oh, you did one move, you're taking our fucking lines away already? Says, Who the fuck do you think you are? I went like this. Because, you know, he's a big star. Yeah. I didn't want to upset him, but he was kidding, you know? Next. And we did the next scene. Then he calls me in his trailer with Sorvino, and I do treat me like a half a fag and, and a, a Lannister and MIA and all that. They want me, what are you going to do? Kill this guy? Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Be a bad idea. I wrote all that. Marty made me write all them scenes. Wow. Now, there were certain phrases that guys used, like in Manhattan, if you got a, a watch, they call it a fugazi. In East New York, where I came from, in Brooklyn, you know, he's, you're from Gravesend. I don't know, the kid, of course, was your son. But when you in Brooklyn, there are different phrases that they use them that they don't use in Manhattan and in Queens because it's the neighborhood shit. You know? Right. So, you know, we used to say half a fig because we don't want to make the guy a real fig. So he's a half a fig. Yeah. <laughs> and Lamister was always a big thing in my neighborhood. So, where you been? What are you on fucking land? What are you, a fucking Lamister? Supposed to be here yesterday. So that's where that came from. And I wrote all of that. And Marty let me go. He just loved what I did. That's cool. You know at that point, because we know that that was Vinnie Pastore's, I think, first movie, too. Yeah, he wins a card, and they called yeah. him the, the suit man. Did you did you know him at that time? Or did no. You, no, so but he, had just, he had just started. Yeah, yeah. Vinnie had just started. And uh, he wears the coats, and then he's yeah. pull, pulling the coats. So you didn't meet him? You never met him on Goodfellas? No, time. no. I didn't meet him that day either because he just walked by. And Ray Liotta's walking by, and I wrote that too. Hey, uh, Ray goes, hey, Sonny, what do you want me to put the coats? And I go, coats, it's the middle of the fucking summer. You're bringing me coats. I need suits. Yeah. He goes, well, what do you want me to do, take them away? No, 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 put them in the freezer with the meat. I wrote that, the freezer with the meat. You know? That's great. Yeah. It was like, Marty just let me go. He's That's awesome. Yeah. And look at where it went from there, you know, from Goodfellas. You just <coughs> you know that Woody Allen... That's one movie that I don't know if a lot of people know about, but Small Time Crooks with you, I mean, you stole the show there. You were excellent in that. And obviously, Woody Allen, you know, he really seen your talent. And a nice, I don't know about his personal life. I don't know about all that bullshit. But let me tell you something. He was the greatest director. Him and Marty were the greatest directors in the world because they let you go. Like you do. You do the same thing. Right. Like if you see a guy is locking in on something, you don't say, Tony, that wasn't the line. You let it go because... Hey, that was real. That was That's good. What we want. And, That's and when what we you want. see a Scorsese movie and a Woody Allen movie, what's the first thing you say? Wow, these guys are so natural. That's the thing. Real people. You know why? Because they here, I'll give you a good example. A writer would write, uh, oh, geez, it's an honor to be in your presence. I'm so overwhelmed by your company. Who the fuck talks like that? I don't do Nobody. That. 
Hey, pal, you know what? I'm so glad to meet you. And later, let's have a cigar together. And I shake your hand. That's how I talk. I just said the same thing, but I said it in my own way. In your way. way. You, know, you know what it is, Tony? What, like, as I find with casting these days, especially, it's not easy to find the real street guys that can also act and put it like they, you got the lingo, you know the walk, the talk. You come from Brooklyn. You're originally well, from Brooklyn. You've been around, and you you just and I, I say this when when I looked at Gravesend recently, and I and I and I watch you, you always stand out. And I'm not just saying it because you're right here. Appreciate you it. always you can't deliver a bad line, and and uh, I can't wait to people get. Well, to I don't think I can do Shakespeare, but. Like, this I could do because I was brought up in the streets and, you know, my father's dead, but my father was a wise guy. My father was a good fellow. And uh, I was brought up in it. You know, when I, when I was a kid, I used to go see my dad in the can all the time. He did a, a, a lot of time. And uh, it's natural for me. It's not like uh, I have to think about it. I don't think about it. This is what I'm doing now. It's what I do. You know, I just do it. And uh, it's acting because... Uh, if you're not acting, then it's real. And I really think it's real sometimes. Like, you know, when, like, when he said to me, what do you want me to do, kill this guy, Paul? Yeah, that wouldn't be a fucking bad idea. I, I really wanted him to whack him. Then I realized, oh, that's the golf part. I can't do that. Well, I, I'm sorry. And, it's, yeah. and I wanted to say one thing, and I never could get it out, and it pissed me off. Instead of saying he scares me, I wanted to say I'm a scared. I'm scared. Because that's what the guys in the neighborhood say. I'm scared. They didn't say, yeah, yeah. he scares me. And it never came out. It never came out. It always, went, it always came out, uh, he scares me. Yeah, and then the, also you had a great run on The Sopranos. We, we both worked The Sopranos together, but you had a great run with that, you know. And um, I know you became very close with James Gandolfini. Right. And he really, really, you guys were really tight. And, and I sang The Lord's Prayer at his funeral. You know, at the, the, the funeral parlor in Jersey. Uh, but Jimmy loved me, and I loved him. It's the nicest, sweetest man you ever met in your life. He was very high, high-powered guy. You know, he loved people, and, and he always liked to do, me to do, tell him jokes before we, we started to rehearse. Like when we did table readings, tell me a joke. Tell me a joke. He loved it. That'd be and, his way of loosening up. Yeah, so I'm on a film in... Uh, well, I did six Woody Allen movies in a row, but the one that I did, uh, Small Time Cooks, I had one of the leads. But getting I back... see that. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's no. funny. Very funny. Yeah. yeah, no. Very good. It's very funny. So I'm in Detroit. I'm doing a film called uh, uh, To Kill the Irishman. Not the Irishman. Yeah. To Kill the Irishman. And I had about seven or eight scenes. I only wound up with two because I got arrested. I got pinched. And... Uh, that's it. You got, we got time? Yeah, do it. Go. Let's do it. So I'm on the set, and I get a call at 5 o'clock in the morning, which is when they call you. And on my cell phone, we're at your front door, and we don't want to wake your wife and kid up, so come out. Oh, we're going to break the door down. And I go, hey, Steve, what are you out of your fucking mind? We just went to bed, and you're breaking my ball. I thought it was Steve Sharip, because we just went to, we just <laughs> went to he was in the scene, too. We, yeah, well, yeah, we yeah. went to the Detroit Tigers game. So I thought it was Steve Sharippa. So I said, go fuck yourself. And I hang up the phone, my cell phone. 
two seconds later, you motherfucker, who the fuck do you think? This is the FBI. We'll kick your fucking door down. We don't give a shit about your wife and your kid and all of that. I'm going, mate, they're serious. This is the same Steve Sharuka. So I go, whoa, 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 take it easy. I said, who are you? This is the FBI. I said, what do you want from me? What do I want from you? I said, yeah, what do you want from me? He says, oh, he says, uh, open your door. I said, I felt like saying this, but I didn't. Uh, I said, I'm in Detroit. I want to fucking film. I'm at the Western Hotel. You are? Yeah. What's the phone number there? I look on the, my, the, the real phone, and I give him the phone number. Hang up your cell phone. I hang up my cell phone. Sure, bring, they call me, right? Not that I'm in Detroit. I felt like saying, that's how fucking smart you are that you, you know. Right? Watching, well, you I didn't want it. to say it. Because now, <laughs> now I'm a little worried. I don't, I don't even know what the fuck I did. Yeah, you didn't even know what you got pinched. I don't know what I did yet. So he, they said, so you're coming home uh, tomorrow morning. I said, I ain't coming home tomorrow morning. I got another three weeks. You dirty cocksucker, you're coming home now. We'll stop you in every fucking federal prison. Now I know it's federal, too. I said, oh, federal. And they will. They'll put you in a paddy way and they'll stop you in a federal prison in Detroit. They're one in, in the Cleveland. They're one in, in the Chicago. They're one in Boston. And, and they'll drop you, take you all around until they get you home just to punish you because you, you challenge them. You come home tomorrow morning and we won't uh, arrest you at the airport. We'll have two guys meet you. And, um, I still don't know what I did. I had an idea, but I, I wasn't sure. Because I said, how the fuck? That's nothing what I did. So anyway, I pack all my fucking bags. I tell the, the director that um, I got to go home because my, my wife had a reaction to her medicines, which she's a bi was a bipolar. Not this wife, my other wife. I've been married so many times, I got rice marks on my face. <laughs> but, so I get on, I get on the, the plane and I go home. And sure enough, when I get to LaGuardia Airport, boom. They're there. They go, I go to the, get my bags. As soon as they put me in the, in, the, in the car, they handcuff me to the floor with the chain like this, and, and I can't move. I said, so what is this? Oh, you talk to my boss. My boss will tell you everything. He's a nice guy. You just tell him everything. Tell him what? Just tell him. I said, I don't talk to nobody unless I get my lawyer. All right? They took me to some satellite office, and they're questioning me, questioning me. I'm saying, uh, Okay, what now? MDC, they bring me. They bring me to MDC three weeks, right? And they won't give me my medicines because I'm on a diabetic. Give, they're supposed to give you your medicine. They won't give them to me. And, and I need it. I'm a diabetic. My mouth was all chalk. That's terrible. And I kept screwing. Now I start yelling. But the great thing, this is really good. They put me in a cell five times the size of this, not the cell, a waiting holding area. I'm still in my street clothes. I had a jogging suit on. And uh, jammed. You couldn't even sit anywhere. Guys are like this. Uh, a lot of Spanish guys, a lot of black guys, a lot of uh, Chinese. And uh, I noticed next to me, there's, there's, I mean, right here there's a seat. And here's a toilet bowl. And there's nobody sitting here. I don't know why. I was never in the can. So I go sit down. All of a sudden, this big black guy goes and takes a crap right next to me. I went, Jesus Christ. Christ almighty, what the fuck rolled up your ass? Right? I jump up. It's terrible, you know? So what you want me to do, man? I got a shit. I said, okay, well, at least, you know, let me know. I'll let nobody know. Okay. So now, <laughs> at the other end of the cell, of this big cell, 
is a several foot guy. He says, uh, some guy's talking. He says, ain't you so-and-so? He says, who, who are you asking me who I am? I hear the conversation. What are you, a fucking rat? He goes, no, man, I know your brother. I was in uh, uh, Fort Dix with him. He told me to say hello to you. You were going to be here. What's my brother's name? Tells Oh, so now they know each other. He said, you from East New York. Right, so I hear East New York. Wow. I got a hook now because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Right? So I wait until he's done with the conversation. I walk over. I go, uh, listen, my name is Tony. How are you? No, he don't shake my hand. He says, uh, you're a mafia guy, right? I go, no. Yeah, 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 you mafia guys. I'm not a mafia guy. I'm a movie actor. He said, I knew I knew you. <laughs> That's what he said. I knew I knew you. He said, you know who was talking? What's your name? I told him my name. He said, you know who was talking about? And he mentions a guy that was away with him in Rollway. My boss. He mentioned you. He said, I'm going to take care of you. You're going to be my celly. I said, wow, this is good. And what year was this? Uh, 12 years ago, 13 years ago. Okay. I don't know. So you stay next to me. He says, if they try to separate you, you won't separate. You stay with me. Now I'm saying, this big black guy, seven foot tall, wants me to be his celly. He's going to try to fuck me. That's <laughs> what we go change. They give me a jumpsuit and all that shit. And sure enough, I'm the celly. He says, you sleep up on the bottom, I'll sleep on top because you'll never get up there. So, and I told him, I think I was 71 then or something like that. And sure enough, he took care of me, man. But I slept like this the first night. <laughs> I kept looking around this guy, and it's terrible. Just terrible. He held you for three weeks, Tony? Huh? Yeah. yeah. He held you for three weeks? Three weeks. And and you got to see at night the mice, the fucking cockroaches. And fucking... How long was it before they actually told you what you were there for? Oh, the, they told me then. Yeah, when they got me in. And you lawyered up right away? Oh, yeah, I called my lawyer right away. He got me out. Uh, I'm there. And, and speaking out, if it's okay to talk about it, I mean, you you, you, you helped someone out with that. Am I correct? You just did it for a front of favor. Is it something we Yeah, some, can... owed somebody money and I went and asked for help. And cocksucker gave me up. But anyway. Guilty uh, by association. Yeah. But they don't want me. They want to know who you are. They want to know who you are. They want to know who he is. Because they knew I knew. Yeah. Ain't happened. Well, you're a stand-up guy, and we know that that's... that's uh, but anyway, say. now, of course, me like almost 200 grand for lawyers, for nothing. So Jimmy finds out about it, Gandolfini, and he goes and throws this big party for me at the Brownstone in Patterson, yeah. New Jersey. The room seats 400 people. We had 550. You were there. You yeah, brought a big table. Yeah, a couple tables, and 16-piece yeah. orchestra. All the New Jersey housewives, Danny Aiello, Uncle Junior, Vinny Pistori, who's sick again. He's always sick when he's got to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're always sick, you bastard, you lying <laughs> fuck. Anyway, he's my buddy. My love. Uh, uh, I said Danny Aiello. Everybody was there. All the Sopranos. Oh, right? yeah. yeah uh, uh, Federico. Uh, everybody. I, oh, I can't remember. Yeah, anyway, yeah. and I had... I had uh, Eight comics roast me. They chopped me up real bad. And they chopped Jimmy up. They took this one of the comedians go, Jimmy Gandolfini. He was up for the role of Spider-Man. Right? That fat fuck you think he was gonna get Spider-Man? He's lucky he got Sopranos. And Uncle Junior sleeps in a coffin, right? <laughs> oh, but they did. They, yeah. they they chopped up. 
But it was a great night. I remember Vic DiBetetto went off that night. Vic, because oh. who's a part of our cast, too? Vic went crazy Vic, that Vic, night. Vic, Vic was so mad. He was so, he came in angry. And I'm so like, proud of that kid because, you know, I, I, booked, I had an agency, too. I booked entertainment in the mountains. I used to pay him 500 bucks. Guy's making like 15000 a show now. Wow, you know, he's doing great. He does, he does very well. Yeah. He does he's very well. funny. My real name, is, of course, is not Tony Darrow. My real name yeah. is Nunzio Antonio Borghese. Hey. But when I was a kid growing up in East New York, they didn't say that. My name was Anthony Borghese. So Anthony Borghese was a showbiz. And my cousin said, you got to have a showbiz name that rings that people could remember. And in those days, when I was a kid, you needed a cabaret card in order to perform a license. Like a driver's license with your picture on it. If you were a convicted felon, you don't work nightclubs. Oh, wow. And you had to show that card before you performed in it. And I was lucky I never got in trouble, which I never did. And at what age, Tony, because, you know, we're all Brooklyn, you know, this is all Brooklyn as we see right here. Um, What age did you, how long did you live in Brooklyn as a kid? From what age to what age? I was born and raised on New Lots Avenue and Ashford Street, right the last stop on IRT. And I lived there until uh, I was like, I went to high school, the East New York Vocational High School. And then it started, the neighborhood really started going bad. There was a lot of Hasidic people in our neighborhood. And then it just started going deteriorating. So we moved to Howard Beach. But as a kid, how great was it to grow up in Brooklyn and to be and to have your friends in front of the street and, and playing and sitting on the stoop? There was nothing like it. No one locked their doors. My mother was safe wherever she went. My grandmother would get on the bus and come home at midnight shopping in Brownsville. Nobody would ever bother with them. And that's one thing about the wise guys. They protected everybody. I remember one time one of the Italian kids was picking on a city kid. And one of the wise guys lost his shoe up his ass. He said, you son of a bitch, if that was the other way around, what would you do? Now go get your fucking father so I can kick him in the ass. You leave that kid alone. He, he's from this neighborhood. And we learned that. That's what, yeah. We protected the neighborhood. Wow. I always say that on Avenue U back in the day, a, a woman could walk with $100 taped to her forehead and no one would no touch her. No one would touch her. That's exactly yes. right. The world has changed. <laughs> it's, so, it's so bad now. Everything, you know. Uh, I'm not going to get into politics, but... What's happening with China and Russia, if they ever get together? Well, who knows if there'll be another world war? You know what they're going to have to do? They're going to have to get the wise guys to fix it. Because <laughs> they can fix it, believe me. Yeah. I remember um, the um, when James Gandolfini, that party, that event that you had. And I got to say one thing about James. I watched him there, and he stood and signed autographs and took pictures with every single person that was there. He was the he, last he, one. He was swamped. There was literally an army of people around him, and that man did not say no to one person for Tony. He, he, that's the way his personality was, but he wanted to back Tony up. And I got to tell you, he, he was... That you was know, he just, choked, he just choked me up. It's the truth, man. We missed him. I yeah. mean, another... No. What he did. I'll never That's forget. what friends do, man. That's what friends do. I mean, and a lot of guys, a lot of guys I don't want to mention, you know, not as nice as Jimmy from on the actors. I need a limo. Uh, he said, what limo? This guy's going to the can. He needs every penny he can get. You want a limo? Get in the fucking car and get there. He made them all go. I know that was a tough time which you went through, Tony. But you, it was terrible. You, 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 you rebounded like I knew you would, and everyone did. 
we worked together in Once Upon a Time in Brooklyn when you played the role of Patsy Parati, which Paul Bugazi directed. That's my cousin. You got the yeah. same name. Yeah. And I want to say something about you, if I may. You are amazing. You are just like, you know, you're going to be f very famous because of a lot of things. You're an excellent actor, a great actor, Thank you. but you're also a great director. You're a great writer. You're a producer. And you do everything all by yourself. No, nobody helped you. You did this all by you raised fucking money like I never seen before. You should have been a Don today. You should have been the Godfather because you know how to hustle. You know how to get people to believe in you. And once they see what you do, it's it, it's worth investing in you. No, it's true. Thank you. I, I appreciate. That. No, it's it's true. Well, like like the other when we did the scenes outside in the golf course, all of a sudden he comes up and he goes. Listen, it's going to be drones flying over you. I go, what? How the fuck do you like to do drones? He's got fucking drones flying over us. Yeah. Wait, wait until you, you're going to see it over there, and then it's going to come. When it gets over here, that's when you start to. And I mean, he did that. And you too, you little prick. You did a hell of a fucking job. <laughs> you. And you learn it from dad. You know? Yeah. Thank you. And what, what advice, Tony, could you give to a young actor like my son, Christian? What advice would you give him as um, a young actor coming up? We'd love to hear it Be from him. Be prepared. Don't let anybody upstage you. If you know your lines and you know them backwards and you know his lines, you can't miss. Because you're a good-looking kid. Uh, you're sharp. Uh, you got what it takes. And you got your dad behind you to help you walk through it. But you must know your lines back, backwards and forwards. That's the most important. is everything. Huh? Preparation is everything. Yeah, preparation. Be prepared. It's like a ball player. The greatest ball players are the ones that work the hardest before a game and, and off season. Those are the ones that. It's the same thing with acting. You got. See, I'm not educated. I, I'm smart, but I, I, you know, I just made it through high school, so I have to work much harder than. Like Jimmy Gandolfini is a has a photographic memory. He had one. God bless you. Uh, he could go like this and read 15 pages, just go, then go to the next page. And he remembers everything. That's incredible. I got to fucking study, and I got to remember. And I can't stand one like David Chase is a good man and a nice man, but you can't change one line. You change one line, you're going to come back and fix it. And I'll show you what happened. And we're at the bottom being a wall up on top and the girls are dancing underneath us and I'm with and Jimmy's there and who's ever around and I go, wait, Uncle Junior uh, sees this, he's going to get, and he wants me to say, he's going to get a coronary. Wise guys don't even know what coronary means. Yeah. They've never heard that in their fucking lives. Yeah. He's going he's to croak. He's going to get a fucking heart attack. He's going to bust a fucking goiter. That's what they would say. So I, I said to the director, coronary it don't work he goes but that's what he wants you to say i said right, can we do one that way and one my way yeah all right so i go coronary then i go he's gonna croak or whatever the line was i said which was natural it was good do you know he called me up in my car he says tomorrow you come back and change that fucking line i told you don't change one fucking line wow wow the only guy that could change the line was jimmy of anybody lorraine nobody uh, you know only Jimmy could change lines because he had pages and pages of stuff. And like him, 
this fucking kid. You got a photographic memory, right? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You remember a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's got a lot of lines, and he don't. He never drops a line. No, thank you. Yeah. No, I'm proud of you. I really am. Thank you so much. When you first started that tone, did you think The Sopranos was going to wind up being when it first happened? Because you 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 started pretty early. Here's another story. So now I do a. I did six Woody Allen movies in a row, and I got two or three scenes in each one. You know, nothing great, but it was good enough for me. And then they call up William Morris' office, and they said uh, uh, they want me to star in a film. And I just did Goodfellas. I mean, I just did Sopranos, first season. I didn't know how big it was going to be. Nobody knew. So I said to Lee, what do I do? He said, what do you mean, what do you do? He says. Woody gave you, this is your sixth one, and he's giving you the lead. Your loyalty wow. is to Woody, not to, you don't know if this thing is right, going to work something or not. that's new that you don't know where so it's going to go. He tells uh, David Chase's people, he can do it, but he can't do it in August. He can do it in, starting in September. Then fuck him, I don't want him. He got mad. And if you notice, I was out for two seasons. Uh, oh, yeah, when they said that, that, that yes, wow. Yeah. He took me out of okay, it for two seasons to punish wow, me. I never knew that. To punish me. Wow, then he yes. puts me back. I did eight of the ten instead of the ten seasons. And when I put, put me back, you know what he did? My lawyer's here. I'm here. Uncle Junior's lawyer's here. And there's Uncle Junior. And all I do is go like this. On purpose, he did it. Now, all I do is go like this. No lines. He wouldn't give me a fucking line. He thought I was going to walk off, but I wouldn't. Just like Vinny. He told Vinny, don't take no jobs. Vinny took out the jobs. Two seasons, took him out. Federico, same thing. He killed him because Federico was bringing people on the set that uh, that uh, uh, David Chase didn't like. He told him once and he did it again. And he took him off. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that about you. Yeah. That that that's why you weren't there. For wow. What, what movie did you wind up doing? You, you, Small time cooks. Well, you had to take that. I had to take Come that. On. Well, everybody knows that, but according to David Chase, you got to do and what you, I do. You, you were through the main. You were the. You were through the whole entire movie of Small Time Crooks. Yeah, it was a lot of fun too, and and he let you add. Oh, so here's what I wanted to say. I think I said it. Woody and and and, and Marty worked the same way. They let you go. You know, uh, no script. Here's the script. You looked at it, now put it over there. Okay. Uh, okay. You know where to end it? We're going to end it with uh, I cruised. That's the last line. As long as we get the last line in. Okay. So, go ahead. Uh, you're sitting down at the table and you're talking about the cigar and you're talking about the good looking kid and you're talking about. Go ahead. So I go, this fucking kid is really good looking. I didn't say, do you know something? I was thinking that maybe this kid, if he cut his. No. He's right. good looking. That's it. That's what the writer wants you to say. Get to it, you know, and you do your stuff. Exactly. You don't have to uh, drag it out. Drag it out. When you see Marty and you see uh, uh, a Woody Allen movie, it's natural. That's what the secret is, as far as I'm concerned. And there was one other great. It's actor. more authentic that way. Right. Uh, the guy that directed Analyze This. Harold Ramis. Great. I director. love Harold. I worked great with him and analyze, analyze that. Right. Yeah. That was great. Well, you worked right right across from Chas Palminteri, who again now right. we're working together with in Graves. Right. If there was a director, Tony, that you didn't work with yet, that you could, there was one more director that you could choose from that you haven't worked with out of anyone. Who would you who would you 
look up to and want to be in one of their films. William DeMeo. You're with me. Thank you. I know. I'm serious. You're going to be a big star. You're going to be bigger than U.S. Steel. (laughs) I'm serious because you got balls like a fucking Bengal tiger. I never seen anything like it. I appreciate it. And and we're we're so excited because we, you know, people like you and Tommy and, and our whole cast and everyone to game together. We feel like it's a family and what we were talking about, we were just talking about all those movies, the Goodfellas and the Bronx Tales, and he analyzed this and analyzed that. There was such, there was, for those decades, there was so many great movies, and it seems like the last 10, 15 years we lost, or since The Sopranos, I felt like there's a complete void, even for Italian-American actors, there's not even many auditions for us, there's hardly anything it's true. that we used well, to do. Well, you know, Screen Actors Guild sends you a thing every year to vote. I have to vote on what best supporting actor, best lead, best female, and you vote on it. That uh, the, the screen yeah. actors vote on it, and I don't know anybody. I don't know any of the actors. I never heard of them. I don't know. So what I do is I watch them because I want to be legit, right? And I vote for people that I know because if they're that good, like I think this guy that did the whale, you see Brendan Fraser. Oh my God! What Fantastic, a fucking job he did. Fantastic. He was put up for. Did he yeah, he won. won. He did win. He won. He won. Yeah, I thought. Oh my God! That was his comeback movie. And you know yeah. what I thought was terrific the year before, the the, the rock singer. Oh, Lady Gaga. No, 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 no. Um, no. Uh, I got you um, with the teeth. Uh, Queen. Um, the, mo- the 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 group Queen. Right. Yes. The kid that played the, the lead. Oh, um, Rami, um, Rami, Rami Malik. Yes, unbelievable, unbelievable. But no, there's no more. It'll all come back. It's going to make a full circle now. Of course, you know. Well, that's why I think that people are excited for Zen because we bring that back. We have the old school and and. Well, look at the actors that you got in there, man. You got some it's an awesome, a great talent. No. Let me it see really if, I can, if I leave one I'm out because, but you got uh, Armand Asante, uh, William Forsythe, Chas Parmentieri, uh, Andrew Dice Clay, Fran Dresser, Gina Gershon. And we, we, we also had Sophia Milos in there too. Sophia Milos. I don't well. remember her. She's the one that played in, in, um, the, in The Sopranos, the Italian woman in um, Italy. Oh, yeah, she's beautiful. She's yeah. Yeah, Mario Cantone. Mario Cantone. He did. He was in my first film, one of my first films. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. I did so many. I think it was called Writer's Block. We I kill him in the basement. Yeah, Mario's great. And and also, what's his name? Arthur Nascarello was in that too. We killed killed him in the basement. I love Arthur. Yeah. Got Louis Lombardi. Louis Lombardi. Yeah. Louis Fenaria. We could just keep going. Yeah, well, so yeah, you know. Joseph D'Onofrio. Right. A lot of great people. Chris Chris Mormando. Chris Mormando. Oh, what's his name? The guy that wrote the... Martin Cole. We got Martin Cole. No, he's talking about Green Book. Green Book. Green Book. The guy that wrote Green Book. What's his name? Nick. Nick. Nick Balalongo. Balalongo, yeah. He's great, too. You had some good actors in this. And his brother, Frank, too. 
Is there anything you want to ask Tony? Because we didn't really get. Yeah, I wanted to ask you out of. Um, Don't ask me for fucking money like you did in the lobby. You got something. <laughs> out of singing, um, comedy, and acting, what would you say was just like? Okay, if, now people are gonna might take this wrong, but it's the way I feel. Being on stage and singing, and you could sing like a. I love you and I need you and don't ever leave me. And you can make someone cry, right? And then all of a sudden, oh, the shark has early teeth, they right? And then make them clap along. Right after that, they were crying. And then you get a standing ovation at the end of your show. It's like the building collapsed. If anybody uses drugs, they got to be crazy because that's the best drug in the world. You get so feeling, fucking right? high from it. Wow. Now, acting, I love. But it's not as exciting at all. It gets boring and it's tiring. And I, I go look. I go look at the dailies. Like I'm gonna go see you. What I did. You yeah, know, right now. And and uh, I look and I go, look, fucking cross feet under his fucking eyes over there. He got a hair sticking out over here. Yeah. Should have fuck. Did, didn't wardrobes. I mean, didn't makeup. See that. Uh, you fucking dope. I told you don't go this way. Your nose looks big this way. It looks better this way. And I, I'm so fucking critical. Am I keeping you guys up? Uh, I'm so critical of what's going on, and it gets boring after a while. I mean, you don't really have to be a rocket scientist. You just got to remember that you're hungry. You want this better than he does, and you're going to show him that you want it better than him. And if you're working 15 hours on that fucking same scene, it's got to be like the first time you did it. You got to really be up for it. Don't let anybody beat you. Just like, just like if I slapped you in the face, what would you do? You slap me back. No matter what, you fucking slap me back. No matter who I am. So if I slapped you in the face, you got to slap me back. It's the same thing on the set. Don't let anybody one-up you. You don't be cocky. You don't be a punk. You don't be a wise guy. Be respectful. But know your fucking job. If you know your job, nobody can take it from you. Nobody. I don't give a fuck who it is. I don't give a f And you want to know something? When you work with De Niro and you work with, with Pacino and you work with all Armand and Son, oh, I'll tell you what I do with Armand. If you remember, you're going to crack up. They make you work better. First of all, they ain't wise guys. I know what wise guys are. They ain't going to fucking act like a wise guy over me. You know? I mean, if it's a different... You know, I played doctors. I played lawyer. I... You know, I played a half a nut once, but uh, you can't, if it's cut street and mob, you ain't gonna, exactly. that's me, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Exactly. Don't try to, you know, if you take a guy from Peoria, he's gonna fucking try to talk like I talk in the street, it ain't happening. But if you're ready and you're, and you're, you're together, oh, yeah, when we did Woody Allen, when we did Small Time Crooks, they were gonna fire John Lovitz. Really? Because he couldn't keep up with me and Michael Rappaport with the street talk, the New York talk. But Woody is so smart. What he did was he wrote in that he was in jail with him in California and he was a safe cracker. So he brought him to New York to crack the safe. That's how he got him to talk, talk his regular way. Right. You know, he's very smart. It was so funny, small time crooks, like I said. I got to see that now. Yeah, well, you know what it is, Tony? You got the respect from, from the people in the acting world and the street. So many people. Oh, and here, here's another thing. Any advice if anybody that sees this here, and especially for you, 
you got to be what you are. You can't be something you're not. You can't just change just because the camera went on. You got to be here. It's got to come from here. And if you if you keep that in mind, don't try to overact. Don't try to underact. And small is big on on camera. See, I, I came from nightclub, so I was just my first film. I was going, oh my god. I went, oh my god, I'm out of the fucking camera. I gotta stay here. I gotta stay small. And less is more. Like this guy's like, that's a nice shirt. Well, you gotta do a score like that, and you know it's not a nice shirt when I go, you know. Yeah. So there's little things that you could do as an actor, which you pick up. And De Niro helped me a lot. Like I'm sitting here, I remember this, and the camera's there. So he goes, Tony, what? Turn, turn this way. Now you got your whole kisser on the fucking camera. He said, you don't have many scenes, so take advantage of what you got. And he's so nice, you know, helped me so much, he really did. And he was really a nice man, until he started getting political, which, you know, he's still a nice man, but you gotta stay away from that shit. You know, it's not your business. And it's funny that you say that less is more, because I did, uh, a movie called Laugh, Killer, Laugh. Hey, I was talking. What the fuck you went to <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, Tony, I, uh, Willie and Christian, I uh, did a movie called Laugh, Killer, Laugh with William Forsythe. And uh, we we're sitting around a card table. The guys that were, you know, talking, waiting for William Forsythe, that his, uh, his character was something stone, John Stone. And as he walked in, I had no talking lines, but I put myself in that position of you know if this was real yeah. and as he walked over to the table i just took my left foot and i kicked his chair out a little bit because he had to come in for a, a you know a, a sit down and i just kicked it out enough and i didn't even realize i did that all of a sudden two days later i get a phone call and they said that was brilliant yeah. and i says what they says the way that you kicked and out that chair got three more jobs and, and <laughs> And I didn't even realize I did it, but it just came natural and just something that small. And I got that phone call over here's, here's one more thing I want to give you advice on. And your father and him will tell you the same thing. Don't ever knock anybody. Don't ever agree with someone if you don't agree with it. If he says, you know, he's a real prick, he's always nice to me. I don't, I don't voice my opinion about that shit. And don't knock anybody on the set because it'll get back at you. Your job, you don't shit where you eat. Professional. It's very important. You know how many actors, uh, stars, they get on the set and they were on the set for three months with each other and they fall in love and they break up their family and their homes and it's not worth it. It never works. It never works. If you remember that, it's like street. You know, you hear guy, hey, the guy's a fucking hot on, he's a rat. How do you know he's a fucking rat? Did you, did you see him? Did you see he was a You know, why are you saying that? You know? Keep your mouth shut and, and mind your business. Don't don't get in, into that crap. People are jealous too. It's all very jealous. Positivity here. That's yes, what yeah. and you are a brilliant young actor. Oh, thank you. are really good to watch. Yes, I've been fortunate enough to go to many of Tony's shows, and he always you booked always me at the Mount Airy Casino. Yes, Mount Airy Casino, and we sold out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You can find all my stuff on on YouTube, and and uh, social media's got everything. Uh, all my films, whatever I've done. Uh, and what's it under? Tony Dara? No, Irving Schwartz, you schmuck. <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> you, you guys, wait till you see Tony Darrow in, in uh, 
and Gravesend. He oh, he delivers like there's no tomorrow, like he always does. And we will be doing more shows. Um, and we will have we're gonna Tony's. I know we're probably gonna have you at um at the Governor's too on um, Comedy Club, which we talked about. Looking forward know. to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, my man. Yeah, Ozzy's gonna set that up. You you know. Tony always delivers. We really appreciate you, Tony. Today, I know you have to be. Somewhere I do now. stuff like I'll do one of my my jokes. You want to hear one of them? Godfather calls a head man. And he says, "Anthony, go in the bathroom and jerk off." And when he's done, I want to see. He says, "Why?" It's because I told you to get in there. So he goes in. He comes out. He's got it in a napkin. He says, "Here, Godfather." He says, "That's good. Go do it again." He says, "But I don't understand." He says, "Get in there and do it again." He goes in. He comes out. He's got it in a napkin. That's good. Go do it one more time. Poor Bassett's in there 20 minutes. He comes out. He's got a little drop in the napkin. He says, that's good. Drive my daughter to Brooklyn. <laughs> that one never gets old. I love it. You go on and on and on. It's awesome. Well, thank you, Tony. We appreciate you today. We thank love you. you. Yes. Really, you're a gentleman.